Hey, I'm Will Pfeiffer, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Beer's spilling over. Oh, damn. Your cup runneth over. Now my pants is all wet. What is up with that? It's okay. They usually are anyway at my age. <laughs> You're one of those boys. Depends. You know. Guess how, guess how many emails unread do I have in my inbox right now, Vince? Uh, it's probably a disturbing amount. I'm going to say... No. That's right. How did you know? Because why would you ask me a number? Oh, okay. See, he's smart. No, he's smart. I was going to err on the side of what you had mentioned last time with you having like 23. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah I, I did a whole purge. I, I just got rid of I, hundreds of thousands of unread emails. That's ridiculous. I've got fucking emails from like 2014. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? Really? I would save email messages from lists that I was on. Like I was on a really cool Twin yes. Peaks list. Like I would save those. But I don't just save any average and a, and a weird thing about it is i'm on a bunch of uh vinyl um retail lists and a couple of them are so comprehensive that they'll give you reviews of the album they'll tell you anecdotal information that you know the making of the album or this happened so i keep those but your average email no get out of here and it, it it's funny i have an email address at work right there's maybe three emails it's been like three weeks, and I had I just got another one, so that's awesome. Like that's the way I like to work. One email a week is fine, for sure. I, yeah, yeah. emails from Best Buy from fucking oh yeah over a decade ago. I'm like, why? Why do I? Who the fuck cares? And a fucking it's like goddamn Supernest was on sale. I'm how like, did I? <laughs> how did I get on the eHarmony list? I don't understand. <laughs> but still, or or Christian Mingle. Give me a break. Do you well, not you know, know old, me? Old dot coms that are like like pets dot com or even that there was that there was that one um, website. It's like this is my jam or some shit. Ron Richards used to uh, always post the link to it. Just whatever song like you jam into. It's like, but there are all these websites that are no longer around. It's like, like buy dot com. It's like dude, just yeah. just just Deep. like when you read, delete it when you read it. Like, <laughs> why am I holding on to shit? Deep discount DVD. Hey, every- <laughs> hey everybody. It's 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 697. Surprise! And I'm Vince B. You are Vince B. That's a surprise. I'm David A. Price. Yes, you are. And I'd love to shake your hand, but I can't. But I'm still Paul Hollywood. Aw, you're not Paul Hollywood. You're Jason. Well, you're, you're, you sound somewhat like Paul Hollywood, but you're not. You're Jason Wood. Do, do you know who Paul Hollywood is? I don't know. I just go with it. <laughs> he's the he's the star of the British Baking Championship. Yeah, there's no way I would know that. No way. I, I know. And I know. I'm a little bit upset because yeah. I was watching the the uh, Eagles game with my son, and mm. when the fumble occurred, I Skype or, or I slacked you I fumble, did. and you yeah. you just didn't even no. reply to it. Uh, okay. Let's 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 unpack this a bit. First of all, I mean, after losing last week and then they fumbled this week. <laughs> first of all, Fuck. when I am watching an Eagles game, I'm not checking our Slack. 
That's her fault. First mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Second of all, it's super annoying when a sports fan pokes fun at another sports fan in a time of <laughs> dire situation. Oh, is it? It's <laughs> Thank you for informing me of that. <laughs> annoying when a non-sports fan does it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my life is made, buddy. So, yeah. you, so when you posted that, it's a good thing I didn't see it because I would have just blocked you. You can't block me on our own Slack. That's, way. that's weird. Would... That's like ignoring someone in your own house. <laughs> it may work for a couple of days, but after a while, you're going to break. Yeah, yeah. And you know where out. you know where you can catch a break? Where it is? Discount comic book service. Of course. Yes, they have everything in the previews catalog for a mere fraction of what everybody else is paying. Let's get to the specials from DC. It's Amazing World of Superman, the tabloid edition hardcover. It's giant. It's got a fold-out map of Krypton. What more do you need? Kurt Swan, Murphy Anderson, just a whole bunch of good stuff. Stories from Action Comics 210, Superman 170, Superman Annual 2 and number 6, and even more. Cover price, $19.99. Your price, Jason? $3. Would that it would were so, because I would buy three of them. But no, $9.99. Yes, 50% off. Next up, we have the Mighty Marvel. It's Captain America by Jack Kirby Omnibus Hardcover. This reprints, wow, uh, Captain America 193 to 214, Annual 3 and 4, and the entirety of the Marvel Treasury Special, Captain America's Bicentennial Battles. 568 whopping pages, $100 cover price. You're laughing. I can hear you all the way over here in my little room because you know you're not going to pay that. You're going to pay half that, $50. Dollars, it's crazy. What a value! Last, certainly not least, from Boom, it's Origins Number One, written by Clay Chapman, art by Jacob Rebelka. This is a new six-issue limited series, cover price three ninety-nine. But because you're so well informed and you know where to go, where the prices are low, you are going to pay a dollar ninety-nine. DCBService.com does not mind late orders or order editions and you get your books wrapped up all nice, safe, and secure like a baby in swaddling clothes. Delivered right to your door by your own mail Jesus. There you go. The Jesus. The Jesus of mail brings you your comics. He says, bless you, my son. Here are your books. And you take them. Yep. He got blood all over the box because he's like bleeding from the stigmata. But he, <laughs> he, I'm sorry for anyone I've offended. DCBService.com. <laughs> If you're new. If you yeah, seriously for a yeah. if you just yes. tuned in for the first time, yow. Man, am I sorry. Yeah. Not sorry. Not sorry. So how we doing? Doing okay, man. Yeah? I'm so jazzed. How, how was everybody's weekend? Oh, it, it was it was eventful. I had a lot of working around the house. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I made a pact with myself. Those five new Billy bookcases I picked up from IKEA. Uh-huh. I'm not touching them until I get my work done. Oh, wow. so that's that. that's the carrot on the end of the stick, right? I love it. Nice. Yep. I uh, want to organize my my man cave or whatever you call it, the sanctum sanctorum. I want to get it all organized, but I will not do it until everything's done. I love it. I yep. love it. I hope to come home with some tomorrow. Um, sweet. Say what? I said sweet. 
Now, are you going there just for the Billies, or are you going to see what else is there? I think we're going to see what else is there. I don't know if I need anything for the kitchen, really. I think um, they're... Because uh, I know I could get the Billies delivered for like 100 bucks, but it, it's... Um, Silliness. It's it's to get out of the house. It's um, And I think there might be um, a couple things that we might see that uh, we could use. I mean, there's, there's still there still hasn't been a lot of... There are things on the wall downstairs, but there still hasn't been like a lot of decorating. There's still a lot of white space on our walls, so mm-hmm. I'm sure my wife will find some things that maybe um, she uh, she'd be interested in. But yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, we do need we do need a new bedroom set, but I don't think I mean anything IKEA is like more dorm like, so I don't see us getting bedroom furniture from there. But um, if she gets any ideas and things like that, it it, it wouldn't hurt. So you got to try them out right there in the showroom. That's right. Ba bam. Done. Yeah. And then when you're when you're finished, you go get some Swedish meatballs. Yes. Yeah. Of course. That's that's really why we're going. They're awesome. Those do you sweet. do the lingonberry sauce too or no? Huh? What do you mean? What what are you talking about? The that the it, Yeah, I like the berry sauce. There you go. Yeah. It's it's part of the whole experience, isn't it? No, I've never had them, but um but I yes, I I do associate that with IKEA though. Oh, all right. Well, you know what people associate the show with? Goodness, uh, that and 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 speaking on comics, and that's oh. what, that's what we should do. Oh, what about drinking? You're in a very abusive mood tonight. I don't know what it is. I'll go first because I'm the most boring. Uh, I'm drinking Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. Oh, but that's not boring. I mean, no, but it's 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 repetitive. I I, I drink it a lot, so sure. Uh, I am drinking, it's a mashup from two different breweries. It's from Great Notion and Lowercase. They got together in form like Voltron and produced the Dry Hopped American Pilsner. Hmm. Yeah, it's a pint and it's got uh, Citra, Vic Secret, and Belma Hops. And it's a relatively modest 5.7% ABV. Sweet. Mm-hmm. You know what you should follow that up with? A big old can of Get Closer to the Mic. Oh, all yeah, right. Fair that'd be good. All right, Dick. Love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason, or David. <laughs> One of us. Yeah, what are you drinking? Uh, I am having some of the, um, that, that Michter's US 1 uh, unblended American whiskey. Nice. You're the hardest of us all. I just, I, I had wine with dinner and then I walked took dog for a walk and came back in and I wasn't it was I was feeling kind of run down a little little weak like as if something was coming on and I was like well the, I mean the, the the temperature's changing it's it's getting cool and when I was like let me make sure I nip anything in the bud and have something a little stronger tonight nice all right let's get on to the comics <laughs> I are we just gonna let it I'm just gonna let it go that dap thinks that drinking whiskey is a cure for 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 oncoming illness why not? What year is this? I, what, what do you mean? No, there's... Um, <laughs> um, it's a good excuse. Hey, it's 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 kept me going. It hasn't steered me wrong yet. I have uh, people, or had people in my family that would make sure that they had a glass of wine every night before bed. Cool. And they lived to be well into their late 80s, early 90s. You realize these anecdotes have no no role in this conversation, right? It's okay. 
whatever you believe. Create creative visualization. If you believe that glass of wine will extend your life, it may just do that. It's not about the properties of the wine and, and how it interacts with your physiology. It's in the brain. If you believe that that glass of wine will extend your life, it could very well do so. All right, Madonna, are you going to send me my Kabbalah beads in the mail soon? Or? If I had to, I could pull them on my butt first. <laughs> All right. Nice. So let's talk some comics. Let's. Well, do you have anything you'd like to bring to the table? I, when wouldn't I have something I want to Well, let's hear about it. <laughs> um, I, last month when we did the book of the month for the Eisner winners and nominees, there were a few of the nominees that I had not read that were not chosen. And seeing as so I doubt they'll be back on the list anytime soon because Vince would walk out, I decided to go ahead and order those books that I had not yet already owned to uh, to do some catching up. And one of the one of those books that was on the list that I had not read yet was uh, called The House by Paco Roca. It's a Fantagraphics book, and it is a landscape. It's landscape hardcover. You know, it's Fantagraphic, so they 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 never chintz on the. Uh, production quality we're always talking high quality production and it is it's funny how the world works in terms of 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 the cosmic forces aligning vince i know that you're one for that because i ordered this knowing what it was about without thinking about the fact that once i got down to reading it it would have a much weightier impact on me because what it's about is the author um loses his father and has to go to his father's house to clean it out. And it's the story of he and his two siblings, his brother and his sister and their significant others spending time at this home where they grew up and vacationed. Um, And as they're cleaning the house, they are flooded with memories, both good and bad about their own interactions with one another and their memories of their dad and their mom. And, it's essentially a journey of dealing with the loss of a parent, which as you all know, we just literally had to do this um, a couple weeks ago when Beth and I went down to Florida with her brother, Jim, and did this exact process with the exact same kind of situation um, where you, you, you see things and they bring back awesome memories. You see things and they make you sad. And it just, um, I, I wish I could split. I wish I had the power of like the molecule man and be able to split my existence into different versions so I could see what I would have thought of this book had my mother-in-law not passed and it not been so uh, on the mark. Uh, but I can't, but I will say that, that I'm sure because of being able to pull from that same emotional pool as Paco Roca did when writing it, it really hit home. I mean, I thought it was a beautiful book and I thought that the thing I like the most about it is uh, he really does spend a lot of time, um, I think painting a beautiful picture of his dad uh, for, for, and his dad wasn't perfect and they didn't have a perfect relationship. And, um, but, but I think when they, they get through the book and they get through the journey together, they all realize how much they love each other and how much they had a very fortunate life uh, with, with their, their, you know, they grew up in a very happy home for the most part. And that the stuff that the siblings were mad at each other for over the years was really pretty stupid shit. And uh, yeah, so I thought it was beautiful, man. Um, and I highly recommend it. It's it's a it is one of those books like you got to make sure you're in the right mindset to read. 
Um, but I, I wouldn't say it was a sad book, uh, even though it does deal with death. It's it's very much more about um, celebrating the memory of the person that they lost and celebrating their life and realizing that life goes on and um, and hopefully they'll appreciate their own lives more um, than they did going into it. So uh, two huge thumbs up for uh, The House by Paco Roca. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just touch on the illustrative style. I mean, it's you, you actually you can Google it and see some interior pictures. It, it's a pretty realistic looking book um he doesn't take many uh this isn't a book where the art's gonna just like i'd I'd come in and say god i have to own a page from this book that type of thing it's 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 just very uh workmanlike uh realistic looking eight panel grids so it's really much more about the story uh and 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 getting to know these these people and and um and, and and their life than it is about some kind of being blown away by the the visuals, but but by no means is it a Spartan book, or the visuals certainly don't detract from it. I just think it's a fairly straightforward book, visually speaking. But um, but but totally fine given the 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 tone of the book, and that I think that really wasn't the point of the book. So yeah, two 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 big thumbs up. I don't know if it, it'd be up either of your boats. Um, it's not generally something either of you are prone to talk about, but uh, but I'm sure for our listeners, there's a big chunk of people that dig this kind of thing. So. Uh, if uh, if if you were curious about it when you saw it on the list last month, now you know what it's about, and I highly recommend it. Um, you know, Fanta does that two for one sale every year where you can buy the bucks and then use them for fifty percent off. And and this is definitely something. If you're like me, you end up not having that much you can buy each year because you already own a lot of Fanta stuff. And this would definitely be something if you have those bucks saved up that you should uh, throw in your cart. Well, I do believe we have a Fantagraphics Orama this episode. Oh, damn, snap. that's hot. Yes, without even trying. I, uh, to get back to what you read, um, I would read that. Not only because of the publisher, but while you were speaking, naturally I was I was gathering images from it, and it looks great. I love the style. I think it's very autumnal, which is probably fitting, given the, uh, the theme of the book. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to investigate that a little uh, further. I read... As I said from Fanagraphics, it's in a magazine-sized hardcover in black, white, with an accent of red. Oh, I love it. In very uh, specific circumstances. It's called Ghost Rider, and it is uh, written and drawn by Reiko Pulido. Now, I have to be very cautious and careful how I approach this, because... Um, while I do want everybody in earshot to read this, if I give you a little bit too many details about the book, it will crush any kind of um, uh, intent that the author had to surprise you or to scare you or uh, well anything that the author wanted to do. I would devastate that by telling you the pertinent de- details about this book. So I'm going to be a little cagey and not get into the real specifics um, about it. But I will say I would be very, very surprised if this book is not on the Eisner list next year. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, it's, a, it, it's set in Barcelona in 1943. And there is a, ex- an extremely popular radio show called Dr. Elena is In. And it's a uh, a show where Dr. Elena 
the titular Dr. Elena fields questions from her listenership on romance or children or cooking. Like it's it's just it's like a, a help show. Um, but the questions are very real and they're sent in by the listenership. And the book focuses on a 32-year-old uh, woman named Laia Ulea. And she's very pregnant. She's in her seventh month, living alone in an apartment because she's waiting for the return of her husband, who's managing um, an estate somewhere. And those things take time. So she's, she's just waiting for her husband to return. So while he's away, she's, she's going about her business and, and living life alone, even though she's pregnant. And that kind of elicits um, a certain amount of sympathy uh, from from people, especially older people, that you know this this approaching middle aged woman uh, who's with child has to do everything on her own. She's shopping, she has to go to work, and everything. So her condition makes people treat her with kid gloves, so to speak. Um, Laya has a job. That popular radio advice program that I told you about. She is an answer writer. She's given a stack of questions every week, and she pens the answers that the radio personality will read on the air. And she's not alone. There's there's a group of them that that do that. But the um, the manager of the the uh, dispersing out the of the the questions is a priest. So the church is somewhat involved in the uh, the radio show and and everything is strictly within the uh confines of what is proper for Spanish society in 1943 like um if if a a woman calls in or, or writes writes in and says my husband and this is right from the book i think my husband is frequent frequenting um they don't say it in such terms but the, a gay bar and and what should I do? I think that the bar is a, a place of ill repute, and I've seen him go. I waited outside, and I've seen him go in. How should I approach this? Should I leave him? Should I pursue, you know, my own life, or should I blah blah blah? And what what Laya will do is she'll write her answers from the heart. Of course, you should leave him. This guy is obviously, you know, walking on a different side of the street. And but when the priest gets them back, he makes her, he tweaks them to conform to uh, not only modern, then modern-day Spanish society, but by way of the church. Like, marriage is a struggle, and suffering is part of life, and you should suffer for your marriage, and, and you should allow your husband the, the, the freedom he craves while being there for him when he gets... Like, that kind of bullshit, you know? And, and Laya, it's a struggle for her to write the answers that they want from her. Uh, to the point, Elias is um, actually a very good artist. She'll draw uh, figures on the uh, her responses, and she'll paste them up on the wall. The ones that she gets back that were rejected. Um, so, how can I make this compelling to someone who is interested? The the or maybe the the book is about it's about grief and loss and subterfuge and murder because um the backdrop of this 
this whole uh, Barcelonan uh, society, there's a serial killer on the loose. And uh, the serial killer leaves messages scrawled uh, at the crime scene. I cannot tell you what the messages are, <laughs> but uh, in blood. Um, and it's a pattern. There's a very specific type of person that is murdered in each instance. And it sets a pattern. So what I didn't tell you is that um, Laia's husband is not away um, working out the details of a state. Uh, in fact, Laia doesn't know where he is. So she solicits a detective to help her out. And the detective happens to use hypnotism as a tool in rooting out the uh, details of, of crimes he works on. Um, there's a legless street urchin that claims that um, when um, Maurice, that's the detective name, when Maurice hypnotizes his clients, he does more to them than um, extract information. But I'll leave that up to the reader to um, discover. I, I there's there's a lot of of um, smoke screens in this book. Let's just say it's it's illustrated in a beautiful chiaroscuro style, um, just very unfettered line work, strong blacks, and like I said, splashes of red. Uh, the the apartment complex in which um, Laya lives, there is a woman who lives next door to her that's uh, abused her husband daily seems like hourly abuses her and uh, what Laya will do is she'll watch the uh, woman's children while the husband is abusing her and then the wife will come back in and take her her children and Laya wants to do something about it but the, the the wife is like don't judge me you know this is my life I chose it just thank you for watching my kids but shut the fuck up and um you know the, the the various plot threads all come to fruition at the end no more comment on that but i thought it's billed as a black comedy and i mean i have a very sardonic sense of humor but i i can't see very many comedic instances in this book like <laughs> it's pretty freaking grim in some spots but uh i wholeheartedly recommend it it surprised me um I, I usually like to try and ferret out the uh, the ending when I'm given uh, a bunch of clues. And I was halfway through, and I I, I really could not predict the outcome. It it was totally beyond the the scope of what I had assumed the outcome would be. But it is amazing. Um, Lai is very very beautiful, but she's not entirely truthful with all the people she interacts with, you know, she, she's, uh, she's slacking off at work and they're giving her the business. And, um, she tries to bribe the, the priest loves sweets and she picks up on that. And, uh, she tries to bribe the, the priest with sweets and the priest brings in, um, uh, a nun and the nun seems to recognize Laya from, um, previous point in her life and i've i've said too much already so uh, i i implore you if you want to read a, it's an it's a done in one too it's it is amazing uh 
it's visceral. It's uh, shocking in some spots. Um, but um, as despicable as some characters are, you kind of are given reasons to uh, empathize with them to a certain extent. I, I just thought it was amazing. And uh, should you be in the uh, mood for something off the beaten path, it is 1999, Fantagraphics Books, hardcover, Ghost Rider from Reiko Pulido. I loved it. This pisses me off. Why? Because I fucking pour through the previews. <laughs> I know. Three times a month before I order. I make a video. You make a video. Dad makes a video. Our amazing Patreon Slack discusses books that get everyone excited. And I specifically focus on Fanagraphics because I know they put out great stuff. And I did not pre-order this book. I did not know this book existed until you just spoke on it. How is that possible? Well, um, I don't want to be a dick. But you didn't watch my video for that month because I did feature it on my previous video. I just watch your video. Just saying, but hey, That's I don't watch. I don't watch yours. No, I know. I, I know. Don't we don't it. have. It depends on when you make them. It we don't have. It's seriously. We don't have enough time in the day. But yeah. what we should do, and I've been doing this for every one of my previews videos. I will make a list of all the books featured in my previews video. I should send you guys and vice versa the list. After I make my video, that way you don't yeah, have to watch it. Idea. You don't have to watch it, but you can see what's on the damn list. And well, we I put, and we can put it in the Patreon too. Well, yeah. or, I mean the Slack. Yeah. Slack rather, yeah. This month, um, because I've been trying to get my videos published sooner. Because I mean, I could, right. I could talk about it. I can either hold the page up from the book. You can't do that anymore with the DC Connect. I could have you the images next to me in the video, which just takes some time in post production, or I can put them all together in a gallery after the video and if anybody's done listening to me then they can sit and watch a bunch of images go by which is boring af so what i did this month is i just talked into the camera while i'm looking through the books and 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 discussing what i'm interested in what i think people should consider and then i took that list and i put it in my patreon post nice nice um, so you don't even have to watch it now. You can just, oh, this is what he talked about. When, when we're done, the method I use is, is effortless. It just takes a little bit of time on the, on the back end to cobble together all the images. But you just talk and hit the arrow key. Right? We all do that. Right? It's, it's foolproof. All you got to do is capture your dad. What, what program are you using? Are you just using the video to record yourself? Yes. Uh, see, I don't do that. I just use this, the desktop or the screen capture thing that I have installed. And it just records everything that goes on the, the, the desktop. Okay. You want to show them a spreadsheet? It'll show them a spreadsheet. So you, so you fire up your, your, your image viewer and yeah. then you, you talk over that. Yeah. That's it. What do you use to record your voice? It is called. We can discuss this. After. Screen recorder. Screen recorder. Wow, it's a very complex <laughs> idea. It's just called, and it's free. It's called microphone. It records in ridiculously high DPI. You have to dumb it down. 
it'll it'll record in PCM video. Like when I tried to rip or when I tried to to edit the, the video the first time, it was like six gigs. I'm like, what? So I dumped it down to MP4, and it, it comes. It's manageable. Like it doesn't take that long. It's maybe a gig when I'm done. Not bad. Okay. Yeah, it's very simple. But anyway. I always make a point of checking Fanagraphics, uh, but to the to the new previews video, which I have yet have not yet done, because all of the stuff from my previews this time is the same old stuff. Like there's nothing really noteworthy, so I'm I'm gonna sit there. Like there's a ton of DC. I'm gonna say, oh, I'm gonna order a bunch of DC books. Like everybody knows that anyway. If I you know I talk about them. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling with this previews video because I like to feature things that are different. Right? Like this yeah. and, and, and the, the special books. I'm going to say, if it's in the Marvel or the DC catalog, I don't think it's, it's all that worth talking about because that's the popular stuff. Right? The people that – you're going to order that if you like the character anyway. Right? But it, it's the indie books that I like to focus on. And this time around, there wasn't a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Right? No. I, I, my order was huge, dude. I, I – I felt like it was chock full of stuff, interesting stuff this month. Oh, I made it to like two twenty. That's not bad. See that? Yeah, but that's I just because I... of the Kirby omnibus. Yeah. Oh right. right. I gotta. I I haven't. I'll do mine uh, probably tomorrow. But yeah, it's it's. I'm not kind of not looking forward to it, price wise. I looked at the DC Connect for next month. DC's gonna break my bank next month. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, there is a plethora of stuff coming from DC. There's that collect, yes, collect, collect mm-hmm. editions. There's at least nine of them. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Man of Steel Volume Two, like tons of stuff. Hmm. So, I guess um, we'll see what happens. So, I mean, what else do we have to to talk about here? There's a lot. We've read a lot. We did. I also asked our beautiful friends on the on the Slack. If they had any questions for us, little conversation starters. We haven't done that in a while. We haven't. Would you like to? Uh, of course. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to actually start with one that they didn't add. It's, it's my question. It's not theirs. Oh, nice. It, it's, what, it's what prompted me to think, oh, I should ask if they have any questions. Um, okay, Tony. What? Okay, Tony. Tony has questions too. Yeah, no, totally. Maybe I'm maybe I'm channeling Tony because <laughs> I feel it now. Um, what character would you say either we or the listeners or or, or everyone all of the above mistakenly think we're like you're, you're a bigger fan of than you are? And I can go first if you want to kind of illustrate what I'm getting at. Okay. Well, okay. What I'm getting at is as follows. I, I I think our readers always assume that I'm just this diehard Deadpool fan. <laughs> and while I very much like a version of the character and will always try any iteration of the character when they restart it, I would say 70% of the Deadpool comics that have come out I do not care for. So, like, I don't really think of myself as a Deadpool person. Like, I think of myself much more if if there's of like a Wolverine person. Like, I will read any Wolverine comic and get something out of it. I know I may not talk about it on the show. In fact, I rarely do. But even when Wolverine is bad, 
I like the character enough that I will read bad Wolverine comics because I like the character. But most of the time I will read a Deadpool series. And after a few issues, I will just quietly stop reading it until the next iteration. Um, but I think for some reason, people always associate me as being this like diehard Deadpool fan. And I, I and I just find it kind of funny. It's interesting. I don't really think, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where I was getting at. If there's any characters you think, oh, they always think of, you know, Dap, you're a huge, you know, Nexus guy, you know, whatever. I mean, which I know you actually are, but I'm saying, like, is there a character that you think people think of or team that people you think people overly, overly associate you with? Titans. Okay. Yeah. See, that that's surprising to me. Okay. That's the perfect answer. Yeah, because I know for a fact that David has not read this Titan series, the Titan series before that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been a long time since, since David has regularly bought a Titan series. And yeah. the only time I have in the, in, in the most recent iteration is, is because of the Deathstroke crossovers. Otherwise, yep. I, I'd never That's a great have. answer. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Perfect. I will say, Will Pfeiffer's take, while the, the, the yeah. run that... And we were I, in it. Yes, yeah. but the run on which he worked was not great. But I Will's contribution to that run was very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I it, it takes a lot for me to buy a Titans book. It has to say Wolfman and Perez on the on the front before me to buy it. Sure, but, you know it's and I bought. I started off with the Baxter Titans, and I bought and every issue in that entire run. And I went. I would buy the Tales of the Titans too. Which is funny because that's just a reprint of the Baxter run. Yeah. After a certain point, after. But after they had the different. Wedding. They had different covers. Uh, they had different covers. Yeah. Uh, so I bought them too. Yep. And they're on different paper. They were cheaper. But yeah, I mean, they did the same thing with the Outsiders. After it became the Outsiders, after they left the Batman and the Outsiders, right. and then the Outsiders had their their Baxter book with the awesome Alan, um, before the Alan Davis art, the main newsstand copy for version became Adventures. Of the outsiders, but yeah, yeah it was. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't think there were really any others that DC did that with. Um, just I think the New Titans and and the Outsiders are kind of where it went. Oh, Legion! Um, they did the Tales from the Legion as it when they were doing the. Yes, yes, they did. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I don't think this question applies to me. No, no, because if I talk about a character, I read. I it. could say Legion. <laughs> Yeah, you could, and you'd be right, too, yeah. There you go. I was going to say Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah. When's the last time you read you read or talked about Fantastic Four? When it was the good. First couple of I had, to, I had to coax you into talking about Hickman, and that was fucking, what, six, seven years ago? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's um, been uh, like a decade since you've been, I got to read Fantastic Four because it's my book. Yeah. Well, it's been that long since it's been really, really good. I mean, the well, Hickman, I, I mean, Hickman I stuff Hickman was good. The story was great, but yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. your mileage may vary. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. Um, it, it's I'm like yourself. You're not a diehard Deadpool fan anymore. You were at one point, but now you're a discerning Deadpool fan. Yeah. Where yeah. I mean, I have all the Fantastic Four books I would ever want to read. Oh sure. And for me to to buy into new series, it has to feature a creative team that I want to read, you know, that I want to experience. The Throw Liefeld, uh, not Liefeld, throw uh, Eric Larson on it, I'd buy the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, chances of that happening are, are very slim. So, so now, he is Deadpool, what you and I, Vince, are to uh, Spidey. 
It's true. Yeah, I'm I'm very very particular about Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true too. And then a corollary to it is one where I don't know it. It really doesn't pertain to us anymore, but I think it pertained to all of us and really all comic fans for a long time back when we were just obsessed with being completionists and continuity wonks. But are there characters that you think now you look back and you think, God, I've bought and read a lot of those character stories and I never really love the character. And I'll go first again. Uh, Iron Man. I have bought like <laughs> hundreds of Iron Man issues over the years. Yep. And with very few, like I could probably name them arcs. Do I ever think I'm so glad I'm reading Iron Man? Yeah. Like I'm often like, why, like, why am I buying this? And, and I'm, and this isn't like a recent thing. I'm saying like over the course of the character's history, I have so rarely been excited that Iron Man would be near the top of my stack of Virginia. It's always like, oh yeah, I get Iron Man because I buy all Marvel. But it, it, it's 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 uncanny how many times how many issues of Iron Man I have bought and read without really having a true love ever of the character. I cannot co-sign that faster. I had, Iron Man. Yeah, I had <laughs> hundreds of issues of Iron Man, and for every John Romita Jr appearance there were scores of issues where i'm just like why am i buying this shit why do i yeah. continue to do this um and i'm not just talking like 12 issues here 12 issues there i have had hundreds exactly. of issues of iron man i there was a golden age for me there was a golden age of iron man it's 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 after it's after the the michelini late ramita stuff it's after demon in a bottle it's 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 when o'neill was writing him and the the, the book where, where Rhodey took over and it was up through the obadiah stain stuff and that was pretty much it after after mark bright left the book i kind of i i barely looked at the lobster version the the, the version by ellison and and granov i i didn't there was there was a long time even like when he show up in the avengers i'm like i just there isn't I don't know what it is because I mean, kudos to Robert Downey Jr. for 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 making people appreciate the character. I like the Robert Downey Jr. movie version way more than I ever did the comic. Absolutely, and yeah. and and you know it's because of Robert Downey Jr. that you know it was main reason why. I mean, and now of course it's 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 Evans and Hemsworth, and and I mean, but there's reasons why my wife loves these movies. But the um, there's just I don't know what it is. I mean, it it, it you can argue back to. Um, Go go back to the arguments. I mean, Vincent, I didn't have, but but when because during the Civil War, of course, we're, we're Team Cap because there's just no of other course. way, and, and it makes and 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 for for Tony to act this way, and 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 it was just it, that didn't help his case, but it it just it reiterated the fact that this is a character that I don't. I mean, not not that we can relate to Batman, but. It, it's like yeah. there's just something about I don't know if it's the attitude, the arrogant. There's just, just something about Tony Stark, the character. I mean, Iron Man could be a cool character, but 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 inside the suit, that's the dude who I'm just like. I find it it's very difficult for me to sit down and enjoy a comic book featuring this guy. Yeah, I gotta disagree and, about the the uh, Bruce Wayne Tony Stark comparison. I I think Bruce Wayne is much more relatable. Than, than Tony Stark, just because they both have money. No, no, no. I'm saying I. I was saying that. No, he's it, saying you could. It, it on the surface you wouldn't you wouldn't identify with Bruce Wayne either, but yet you have a connection to him. 
But the Bruce Wayne is the alter ego anyway. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. So yeah, yep. yeah. But it there's there's a um, yeah I there's definitely I don't have hundreds and hundreds of of Iron Man issues uh, anymore. There are um, I find this doesn't really apply to this. I find myself buying issues of um, of Daredevil, especially anywhere from late 100s up to 300 if if i find those at a con i'll i'll buy those and it's it's Romita junior it's weeks it's it's and i don't i don't necessarily could tell you aside from typhoid mary showing up there isn't a whole lot and, and a whole acts of vengeance thing there isn't a lot i could tell you about oh this happened in issue you know 243 of daredevil whereas i can do that with maybe power man and iron fist or issues of green lantern I buy issues of Daredevil because I like the character and I like the way the I, I like the way the books look, but I couldn't really sit here and run off great arcs outside of Born Again or Fall from Grace or some of the Bendis stuff. There's yeah. a there's a chunk of Daredevil between the time when Frank left and when Bendis came on that just plain sucks. It's just well, bad, right? Um, Daredevil is one of those characters that I bought out of inertia. Because Frank's mm-hmm. version was so uh, consummate, right? Mm-hmm. That I was just there was a point when I was like, "Why am I reading this? I mean, this doesn't resemble the high point at all." And yet, I still I'm still consuming this. Like, yeah. I, I just don't get it. Um, for me, uh, and just an addendum to the Iron Man discussion, I sold about 300 issues of Iron Man. Which mm-hmm. was a blessing, but it was also a bit of a curse because within that bunch was number one. And uh, what's the Thanos issue? 53? Uh, 55. 50, oh. Whatever. Yeah, 55. First appearance mm-hmm. of Thanos. I sold those two issues along with the – like I just scooped them and, and sold them. And I got pennies on the dollar. But whatever. They're not cluttering my place up anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this may break your heart. I hope it doesn't. But I bought a lot of Captain America. No, I get that too. And I, and I, there I was many more downs than there were ups with that. Like oh, man, yeah. like when Man Without a Country, I was like, oh, thank God, Captain America is good again. Like there, you know, the 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 and I and I know you love the Serpent Society, so I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna poop on them. But how many times can you use those characters, really? Not enough. They've hardly used them. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, no, and that's where your mileage may vary. I, I, I love the Grunewald run. I, I, I think it's a it's a silly, silly run, but I love it. But if you don't like the Grunewald run, then you, what, there really is nothing to cap before before Brubaker, really. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the Grunewald run because it's so silly and stupid. Like, yeah. D-Man, D- what is happening? There's there's the Grunewald stuff, but there's also the DeMatteis stuff with Deathlock, with but with the Mike Zeck artwork. I mean, when, when yeah. Grunewald and, and then Paul Neary, and that's when yep. you got the Serpent Society and things like that. And, I mean, I, I wasn't really there for Cap Wolf. I kind of checked out there. But, but, oh, but it was Captain that's a good America story. that gave us the scourge. And, and that's oh, when yeah. he first started showing up and then going across. But it, it's, it's yeah, there was a time where I was, I was buying... Captain America issues, um, and then I yeah I checked out and I checked back in with um, with Heroes Return with with Wade and Garney and and um, then the same thing with 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 Iron Man I I ended up 
I, I bought I went on eBay um, the the first ten or twelve issues of Iron Man when when the Heroes Return books were were Iron Man by Busick and Chen, Captain America by Wade and Garney, Avengers with Busick and Perez, and um, uh, that's an amazing four? run, by the way. Oh, it's a gorgeous run. Yeah, Avengers. Yeah. I would I'll throw it up. Word with thee, and I mean it's it's yeah that that that's, but um, yeah, I, this is there were just it it. There, there, there are there, there are characters and, and creators as well, but there are characters that I'll, I'll stick with through you know thick and thin, and but but then there are times where after a while it's not even really a money thing. It's just it's it's am I getting anything out of this? And and I, you know I, I the hardest one, or it may not have been that hard, but the one that surprised me the most that I was able to walk away from was fantastic four and that was it's it just it wasn't what it used to and that was when 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 miller and and hitch came on but you know i i was i was with it through um through civil war and 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 then the mcduffie um bridge between jms before miller got to it and then i kind of checked that again when when hickman came on but but that was mostly because of of the look of it more i mean eagle sham's great but that wasn't what I was expecting with it, especially when I could, and and wrongfully I compared it to like you know the Wade and Ringo stuff, and that's just I mean that that's not fair to anybody. Then unless you're unless you're Leon Kirby or Byrne, you really shouldn't compare the Wade stuff to the Wade and Ringo stuff to to really anybody else's. Right, right. Yeah, see, I like the Eagle Sham approach, but <laughs> me too. The thing that got me, and and this is when I bailed the first time, was Johnny in the negative zone. I just thought that was such bullshit mm-hmm. and, and I, I the fantastic four for the most part i mean not up until the 90s fantastic four was immune to sensationalism they didn't do stuff like that yes they did you know there were moments where they would try to shake things up but they didn't blatantly just kill quotes a character just to get readership not that i can remember anyway but memory is is fleeting right and the, but, and the second thing that got me, or the, this would be the first chronologically, was the Hitch cover with Reed holding up the four fingers. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is Grandpa trying to look cool in front of the, the kids. Like, yo, yo, four. Yeah, like, what is this? You, Check you, you completely do not get these characters. Reed would never do that. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just, we embrace things and we, we, we own things that we love. I have a, a, a f- goofy ownership of the Fantastic Four that is totally in my head, doesn't exist in reality, but it's there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. so I'm, I'm, it's a very sentimental book to me, and I want it done the way I want it done. Yes. And it's just, it's- it doesn't happen. So I have another question that hinges on Jason's. Name the characters and or series that you never, ever, for a moment, regretted buying. Oh, geez. I mean, that's... Would you say that's most comics? No. I'm talking for extended periods of time. Not a not a 12-issue series, but I'm talking like the equivalent of our Iron Man runs, like hundreds of issues that you invested in. And never once, even though they were bad at times, you never once regretted it. 
I mean, it's for me, it's it's Avengers and X Men. I, I mean, it, and again, I, yeah. acknowledging that that they both had down points for sure. Well, their jackets. <laughs> yeah, but even that. See, it's fun. like I didn't mind that. Like that. I, that, I know. I, like the Gilgamesh Doctor Drew. Like that. That was triathlon. Like that was all goodness for me. I, I like I didn't. I enjoyed all that. Like rage. Like that was all cool for me. But there. But. And I guess it's I want to make sure I'm, I'm answering it the way you're asking, Vince, because like I, I absolutely hell. I mean, I just was <laughs> I was just actually thinking about uh, Chuck Austin today. And I was like, now, yeah. now the Chuck Austin X-Men run is legendarily bad. But um, but I read it and I bought it. And at the yeah. time I wasn't like, oh, man, like I'm going to give up X-Men. It was just like, oh, Chuck Austin's wackadoo. Um, I think that run, if you go back and reread it, it's kind of prescient. With the 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 uh, cult of personality and the the reality TV edge that he added to it, I think he yeah. was a little before his time. I'm not saying that the stories were yeah, super yeah, yeah. great or extremely well written, but at well, least he was blackballed from the industry basically because of the Draco stuff. Yeah. Um, but but we're getting on a side. But but so I mean, I, I guess that's what you're getting at. Like I I I, it is still even even in in today's version of me that doesn't back back issue dive anymore by by high grade back issues anymore i it is still a, a goal like there's still a part of me that thinks oh i would still love to, like I, I in my mind i'm still going to someday have a complete run of both of those bo- books you know and, and even right. though it's not likely to happen at this point because i dedicate all of my my energy and resource to art now so i but 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 in my mind i was like oh yeah I'll, I'll i'll get back on it and have a kick and i'll i'll, I'll finish out those runs I, I they're the only two series i still would very much love to have complete runs of and would be thrilled to do that um so that has to be my answer even though certainly over the many decades of 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 those two series i, I there have been plenty of times when the books have been five minute flip throughs and think oh boy i hope we're gonna go in a new direction soon you I mean, really? I'll be honest with you. I, not to not to front, because I mean, I, I think he's one of the three or four best writers of his generation, and one of the best in the business right now. I I, I think Jason's take on the Avengers is an absolute bore. Yeah. I, I I like. I think this is this current version of the Avengers is the worst the Avengers has been in the time we've done the show. Wow. Mm. I'm sorry, Jason. There goes the chances of him ever coming back on the show. He doesn't listen, and he won't come on the <laughs> Scotty show. Scotty'll so. tell him. But anyway. Yeah, probably. Um, you you realize that if you were to not buy original art for one month, you could <laughs> probably x out everything but the first like twenty five issues of Avengers. It, oh, absolutely. It's not a. It, it's not a. Can't do it. It's a just. You, you have to. It, but my passion is the other thing, right? It, it's it, true. That's, that's my point. I mean, I own. I own a vast majority of. I mean, I especially with the X-Men. I mean, I own all of the burn Claremont and high grade. I own at least a third of the original 60 plus issues. I mean, but now I don't own, I own giant, as you know, I own giant size number one. So I like, I, I, I have a big chunk of it in, in as much as if I wanted to, like it wouldn't be that daunting of a task over a few years, even just doing it online at the cons, it could be done, but I, yeah. And, and I'm saying like, maybe someday I'll be like, you know what? Let's start doing that. But, but, but it's been years since I've, seriously even compiled a list of the i couldn't even tell you offhand which issues i need i need to go back and re-inventory them and, and take a look need to pop open the clz don't have it 11 o'clock comics listeners get a 10 percent off the, the the purchase price i don't know yep, if that's never used Allen, but yeah well it's the code still there um 
for me, this is very easy. This is why I asked the question in the first place. Gold digger? Uh, yes. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> Never for a second did I regret plunk plunking down my money for all 300-plus issues of Gold Digger. Without question. I love Fred Perry. I love what he does. I say it all the time. But anyway, that you just threw that into my mind. I wasn't going to go there, but it's, it's apropos. Um, up until a certain point, which was the Nick Spencer run, while I wasn't extremely enthused about a lot of the twists and turns in this character's legacy, I can honestly say that I never regretted putting money down on an, on an issue of Amazing Spider-Man and the offshoots. Spider-Man Unlimited, Marvel Team Up, Marvel T- like any anything with Spider-Man in it, I I would n- I never regretted it. And and they, that's I, I'm looking at some of the books that I did not sell. Fantastic Four, that's a no-brainer. Um, Amazing Spider-Man and every tie-in. The the one series that this may um, well multiple series. I have never bought an issue of Swamp Thing that I didn't enjoy on some level. Regardless of of who's at the controls, I love the character, so um, that's always a must buy for me. Uh, let's see. There's the, oh, the obvious choice is the Hulk. Right. I have four hundred consecutive issues of the Hulk. <laughs> never, never regretted it for a second. Love him. I just don't like the fact that Marvel got into the renumbering game because then. Even though you put a legacy number on the cover, it's not the same thing mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. me. So, I mean, I have the OG runs of the books I love. Like, I have amazing, let's just say, what's the first Scorpion? 21, I think, David. The very first issue with the Scorpion. It's, a, it's around right? there. It's, yeah, yeah, it's around there. So I have, like, 21 up to a certain, to, to the right to the end of the... Uh, the original numbering. And so after Aunt May died. So so after 400. Yeah. But yeah, okay. yeah, I have all those. But then I have, when they did the legacy number, I have everything after it too. It's right up to the. Right. Because there's, there's, there's issue 36. There's the, the, yeah. the World Trade Center issue. Yeah. There's and then when JMS was on it. And yeah, then. Dr. Doom would not cry. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway. But yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so all the yeah, so the Diodato stuff, and then yeah. through the other, the Garney stuff, all of it, yeah. Oh well, the Garney stuff with the back and black is that that was the Civil War fallout, mm-hmm. and um, and then yeah, then and then you had it was Friendly Neighborhood with with by Peter David and and Ringo, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, and I mean the Marvel Knights book, yeah. And I even even Tech Peter, I have all those too in single issues. Oh yeah, the spectacular stuff. Yeah, that's. And there was a time where I think I was, and I loved Ron Friends, but there was a time because because Spectacular Spider-Man was a little on the darker side of things. Peter David was taking taking our our, our cast to places that I mean that, that's where you had the death of Gene DeWolf and 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 you had I mean, Spider-Man's taking on Slide and Puma in Amazing Spider-Man, whereas in Spectacular or Web of um, he's he, it, it's either a little bit more on the supernatural, the macabre stuff. Um, Mad I appreciated that. Yeah, the Mad Dog Ward. That yeah, was, that was great. And and um, not Venom. Um, the the uh, shit Vermin. Oh yeah, yeah, great stuff. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, when I love a title, I'll stick with it through through thick and thin. What I a dread what I'm doing now um, is because I I'm almost on autopilot. There's, I'm I'm trying to complete um, the from from when John's brought Hal back. So from Rebirth and in that that Green Lantern series that, that Pacheco drew and then up through uh, Sinestro Corps War and through Blackest Night, right before right before Flashpoint, I'm trying to complete that run of Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps. I haven't read every issue, but that's those are two runs that I'm trying to complete. And I, I you know, I, I got another two issues this past weekend at, at, at the shop with their sale. And, and, you know, I bought a bunch of Green Lantern Court, the last heroes we were at. So that's the, I, it's, I can't, I'd like to say I don't regret buying these issues in this big, long chunk, but I, I haven't read them. So, I mean, eventually when I get around to reading them, it might be like, this was, this was a fucking mistake, but I doubt I will because of, of how, I think of the characters from from that time, from that. I mean, the, the Green Lantern, of course, with, with the Patrick Gleason art, and 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 you had, I think that Sterling Gates was and, and Tomasi were were writing that. Those, I mean, the, Doug Monkey too. Yeah, on on the art was fantastic. So I think I I'm I'm looking forward to to completing that. I, I had I was buying Batman and Detective for a long, long time Same. in the um, in the eighties and nineties. I mean, up through, up through Cataclysm, and I, I probably, I might have, I might have started checking out around No Man's Land. I probably came back for Bruce Wayne Fugitive for that ten cent issue, and then, but again after that, then I was kind of out. Um, well, it's so, a good. I think No Man's Land is a good run. It, it went on just. A, I would like to read it. Maybe I a, a tad bit too long. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it <clears> like. Going into like issues of like showcase and and so I mean it was it wasn't really a Batman contained story at that point but I mean yeah that that was sprawling but I, I enjoyed Cataclysm and I enjoyed because um, you had some awesome Buckingham art on some of those Batman on some of those detective issues and and I just I I had fun looking at the because the trade dress for every issue you just saw it, it was just on along the spine on the side of the cover and you just see the it deteriorating as as issues go by. I was like, that that's neat. I just I, it's like looking at the corner boxes. I love looking at the old from the eighties, the Marvel corner boxes, and seeing trying to 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 guess which artist drew the characters' heads for for the X Men stuff. It was mostly Byrne and 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 Byrne's Fantastic Four in the corner. But I just there there are certain things about there's all these little things that 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 come up whenever i look at a cover whenever i think of something that just triggers um a memory from from way back it doesn't even have to be anything that's inside the issue it could be a character how how they're positioned on the cover what they're doing on the cover of a book and it's just and and i'm just it's um i'm 8 12 14 years old again and it's like i I just i that's that's what i keep going back for when i go back issue diving i'm like i just i remember those moments and i mean I mean, I feel like 12 years old when I'm reading the issue again, but at least there'll be memories associated to what I thought when I was reading that originally when it came out. It's not like I'm trying to find something and 
oh, this is going to, this is like a time capsule and look at these ads in this book and this was the movie that was out and these were the games that people were playing. And I don't, I, I'm not looking at it from a historical standpoint. I'm just trying to kind of get that feeling of what it, what I felt way back when, when I was, when it was new at the time. I'm not looking at it from a, through someone who's trying to guess what someone felt then. I'm trying to remember, I'm, I, Reliving what it was when it was new is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you're not alone. I mean, the, the entire industry is built on nostalgia. So. Yeah, but they also try. But they, there's yes, and and unfortunately, there are many who who just take advantage of that because it's 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 there. And I mean, that's business. If that's you know that that's how they gotta get in where they fit in. But if if um, I don't I don't want to I I don't want my my memories, my, my nostalgia. I don't want it to be mocked. I don't want it to be. Um, I don't want you to take advantage of how I feel about this because I remember what it was like in 1983 going to the drugstore and, and flipping through the spinner rack. I don't. I, I don't want them to. I don't want them to 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 molest or tarnish that memory. Mm-hmm. Well, that my friend is on you. If I let them, yes, but yeah. but. But they're also they're they're deliberate in some of the in some of the things they do as a business and and again and they're they're, a, they're designed to make money they're they're doing this so they can get the money from you but um, they don't always have to be so deliberate in their actions right. well they do but I don't do, like you said they, they, you don't have to let them get to you right before we move on I think we should raise a, a glass. To the uh, recently departed Ron Cobb. Did you hear that Ron Cobb had passed? Illustrator, sequential artist, designed Star Wars, uh, Conan, Alien, what else? Last Starfighter, uh, he did Total Recall, um, Leviathan. I mean, the guy is a super powerhouse. And uh, we are um, lesser with his passing. So uh, thank you, Ron Cobb, for all the, the great work. Yeah, pour one out for him. He's an amazing, amazing illustrator. Yep. So what else do we have? I mean, David and I sort of kind of read something. You did, but we, we got to at least ask one listener question before you can Well, let's do anything. it. Let's do yeah. it. So there are a lot of different questions, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with one that's positive. <laughs> there, there's a lot that are like, 2020 am i right and it's like no you're right but we we don't we don't need to wallow in it more than than we already have so i'm gonna flip the script and i love it because jeff carter's bringing the positivity and he wants to know what the best part of 2020 has been for each of us yikes that's an interesting question and boof i'm gonna make you groan with my answer okay Best part of 2020 so far for me, aside from spending the majority of my idle time with you two mooks, Roy Thomas. Oh, my God. Jesus. Wow. Okay. Why are you laughing at me? Just because it's a very short period of time. I I wish you're... But it was a glorious 30 minutes, man. It was. How often do you get the chance to talk to a guy that was on the ground floor that made those books that made us who we are. 
Facts. Yeah, facts. I mean, I don't want to talk to Stan. I want to talk to Roy. Roy was the man in charge when I first started devouring Marvel comics. He was your guy. Yeah. Okay. Dap? I I want to hear yours first. Oh, boy. He doesn't have an answer. That's what <laughs> no, it is. I do. I do. But it's... it's it, there's one that immediately came that I have it holstered. I just, it's, I, I don't know if, if Jason may say something that triggers something else for me. Wow. Oh, I mean, the best part of 2020 for me was, I was just talking about this with, with my wife is that, um, I, I, it's just being, this is the most time I have ever spent with my wife and kids. Meaning just because, you know, I have a career that generally speaking would keep me out of the house from six in the morning until seven or eight at night, every night of the week. Um, And while I really tried hard to make the time beyond that in the evenings and the weekends, super quality time. So I never felt like I was a dad that wasn't around being home for six months straight, literally at home all the time is definitely something that i didn't know how much it would mean and 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 you know bluntly probably isn't gonna last right i mean i I don't think that i don't think we're gonna be working from home 80 to 100 percent of our at least i won't be for for ad infinitum maybe another couple months maybe another year tops so um yeah so that's you know i think that's that's the thing and and beth was was half kidding that it's like we've gotten a dry run now of what it'll be like when we're empty nesters and retired because a lot of couples don't get get a sense for that until they do it and have to make a big adjustment. And even though that we are coming up next week will be our 25 year anniversary together as a couple, um, her words, you know, this is the this is the most time we spent together in a six month window in that 25 years. And it's been great. Now, see, this is a whole bunch of bullshit, because I thought the question was supposed to be related to comics. That's why I answered the way I did. No, I knew it wasn't. No, no, no. No. I said, what's the best part of 2020? Oh, of course it was spending time with my kids. That's why I was surprised. I guess you just misunderstood. Yeah, I did. I thought, well, I mean, we are 11 o'clock comics. Let's skew it towards comics. But no, Jason had to go hog the damn heartstrings, but whatever. (laughs) I mean, mean, I'm, I'm in, when we're going to work and I'm, I'm a wife and I work on the same campus. We're in the car back both ways. So it's, it's we're we're tend to always be around each other all the time anyway, for better or worse. But we have, um, but I think uh, just purely selfish reasons. It's just the fact that, um, you know, I, at first I was okay, great. I don't have to get up early. I could just, you know, mosey my ass upstairs whenever i'm ready to to, to start working and i'm just you know and i'm and 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 at the beginning I was, I was probably working harder from home than i was when i'm at work but um shortly after it started i just thought about not being in the car not the the the, the traveling the commuting the everybody being home was, I, I was just looking at it from from the other perspective of like we're not polluting the air. We're not. I, I just. I was. I was looking at. I was trying to find positives wherever I could, and um, and that you know, started off 
with selfish reasons and then then the reality of it all hit and, and you worry about other people but um it it was just you know this we've been here it'll be two years next month and um it's it's we um it took the past few months for me to really be more aware of 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 everything around me and and um and to see a community come together and and it's just it's outside of these four walls um thinking about the difference where we moved from and 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 how I would have handled the situation at the old place and and just knowing that it's a thousand times better here for me mentally physically and 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 I I guess now financially it's just it's 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 a um it was completely just I find it I look at I look at this year from a positive light um or in a positive light through um through a selfish lens no no doubt and and there are um there are things I'm I'm happy or I'm I'm glad to have seen happen um because of what we've gone through um as as warped as that might sound considering how other people have that they've over 200,000 there's just there's there's a lot of 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 negativity and things to stress on and and complain about what happened this year but um yeah i think i just think the the closeness that i've witnessed and and that i've um that i've seen firsthand out and about but 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 just how close people have gotten since this happened, I think, is is um, been the biggest positive I can think of. Nice. You're extremely blessed to live in a pocket universe. Because <laughs> that shit ain't happening. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't take it lightly. I don't. Um, I, I I I count my blessings for sure. It's not. Um, and I think I'm. I'm probably aware of it now again because of where we were and and how it would have been um maddening and and it just a good thing i don't own any weapons because it i don't i don't know how i'd be mentally if we were where we were with all this going on presently so it's yeah it seems that wherever there's cows there's assholes (laughs) i don't know how that seriously i don't know how that works but my area is loaded with cows a lot of assholes in pennsylvania a lot of cow pies yeah a lot of a lot of big trucks flying both flags. And mm-hmm. I'm like, get me out of this fucking place. Seriously. Uh, contemplating to, uh, moving. I mean, I, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I just, I, I live in a nexus of hell. So yeah. it's rough. It's rough. And and I'm sure it's like that in a lot of places. But we'll see what happens. Let's keep it upbeat. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. I like that. But I would definitely say my kids. I've said this to them that I know it's a terrible uh, pandemic and people have died, but part of it, and I don't want to be flippant, and I mean this totally from the heart, part of it was a blessing. 
that yes. I got I got to spend so much time with with my kids, um, not worrying about like like both of you said, not worrying about being somewhere or or doing something or or uh, just having to endure that 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 habit trail that we do every single day. It uncovered a lot of the, my kids' personalities that mm-hmm. I didn't really know before that. Yep. So it was pretty awesome. But it involves death, which is, makes me feel bad saying it. No, again, you guys are the, – the whole point of the question was him acknowledging it's been a shit year. It's been a horrible year. Yeah. We like we don't have to – we don't need to – you don't need to testify to that to, right, in order to answer right. the question. It's terrible. And Roy Thomas. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason, did you read uh, Green Lantern Earth Two or Earth Earth One Volume Two? No, I own it. It's sitting in the shrink wrap still. Um, I will read it, but by no means do I need to you adapt to worry about spoiling it because it'll be a minute till I read it. I'm sure, based on that, it's not at the top of my stack. Okay, not because I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just saying, so don't don't have at it. Well, I did something um, that's been coming. Um, I, I'm doing it a lot lately, and that's going back and, and reading the previous volume when a subsequent volume pops up. And I'm glad I did because uh, Green Lantern Earth 1 Volume 2 is essentially contingent, heavily contingent on the events of Volume 1. <laughs> and, uh, of course, it is by the powerhouse creative team of Gabriel Hardman and Karina Becco with Jordan Boyd on colors. I, having reread the first volume, it it struck me just how Darwinian the origin is. Like, I, I love the fact that the ring didn't choose Hal. None of that is present in the first volume. But they're, okay, I, to, to, to flesh it out, Hal's a minor uh, because he uh, he picked up sticks, left Earth, wants nothing to do with Earth because he was working for NASA on the uh, Arrowhead program, which is an orbital platform uh, designed for defense. But the uh, the government of Earth decided that maybe defense wasn't enough and started doing what um, oppressive governments do. Okay, so Hal's like, fuck that. I want nothing to do with it. He, he, he becomes a miner, mining asteroids for resources, and he finds a derelict spaceship. And within the spaceship is a deceased Green Lantern and an inactive Manhunter. So he's with a bunny. Uh, his buddy's name is uh, the Russian guy, uh, Volstov, was it? And um, the, the long story short, uh, the Russian takes the ring and the lantern battery and he goes back to his the, the shuttle and he's playing around with it and the ring goes off kablooey and the russian is sucked out into space with hal and while hal's in space he's reaching for the ring and the ring just he, he just manages to get that ring on his finger so he's protected from the vacuum of space the ring did not choose hal that's that's a given but the reason why I say there's a Darwinian aspect to it. Hal didn't fuck up the ring and blow up the ship and, and expose himself to the <laughs> to the vacuum of space. He was smart enough 
not to monkey with it, but he was in the right place at the right time for the ring to go on his finger, is what I'm saying. So, not chosen, but because of his... And there's many instances throughout the, the first and second book when, when Hal just makes the right choice, right? And so you could say it's a product of intelligence and experience that is leading him to come out on top. It's Darwinian, right? Survival of the fittest. Hal was right place, right time, but it was because of his intelligence and his resourcefulness that put him in the right place at the right time, right? Whatever. So the, the the backdrop of the story is the uh, Guardians have uh, lapsed into mythology. They're, the Guardians aren't around anymore, or so it seems, right? Um, and you have all these Green Lanterns scattered all over the, the, the galaxy, but their rings are not as powerful as they once were because the central lantern battery is gone. Again, so it seems. Turns out there's one guardian left. He he resides in another dimension, and uh, the Manhunters were created by the Guardians to eliminate the Green Lantern Corps because they couldn't control them. the The Guardian's all about order. He's the Law and Order Guardian, and uh, he can't exact his order on this chaotic group of ring bearers so they created the manhunters to eliminate the the green lantern corps um and wouldn't you know it hal's donning of the ring fires up the dormant manhunter and he manages to destroy it but at the expense of all the power in his ring so he's floating in space who comes along but kilowog and it's 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 kilowog ev and Kilowog takes him back to his home planet, nurses him back to health, blah blah blah. Teaches him the ra- the, the the reins of the the being a lantern, and it's a buddy comic from. There's a nice chunk that's a, a really neat Hal and Kilowog buddy picture. Um, but the whole thing is they you got to destroy these manhunters, and maybe get to the bottom of what's going on. They find the the the, the lantern battery on Oa. And they, it's it's being covered to dampen its uh, energy uh, releasing properties. So they 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 blast down the wall of the lantern battery, and all of the lanterns everywhere get full powered, and they come in and they they decimate the manhunters, and and that's kind of pretty much where the first volume left off. <coughs> the second volume starts. Hal's been a, a, the Green Lantern for three years, and. Uh, Humanity is faced with its, um, is it the first interaction with an alien race? Yeah, I think so, right? The the mm-hmm. Laren race is... Uh, oh, Earth, uh, Earth yeah. as a whole, yes, yes, yes. So there's there's a, an envoy sent to the Laren ship, and wouldn't you know, John Stewart's among the trio of people they send. And uh, the commander of the arrowhead the orbital platform gets orders to to direct his guns on the laren ship and he's like no way i'm not going to do it no, i'm just i'm this is ridiculous i'm not going to be the the uh the start of a, an inter species war uh but something fires 
on one of the Laren ships anyway and destroys it. So the, the Larens take off back to their home world, but they still have the three passengers uh, along with them. And uh, it's it's the remainder of the book. Uh, well, I won't spoil too much because Jason hasn't read it, and uh, maybe you haven't either, our listener. It's it's uh, the final stand of the Manhunters, but it's also the introduction of the Yellow Lantern Corps. Because while the Guardian was in the other dimension, he fashioned a more powerful, more resilient uh, core in in the uh, the Yellow Lanterns. But he picked them from disenfranchised, oppressed people. He gave these these people that were shit on and 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 shunted to the corner, uh, uh, the dark corners, uh, a chance to prove themselves. And there was a loyalty there because he gave them the opportunity to do that. But uh, one of them gives up uh, the lantern ring because he just he's just fed up with it. He's like, yeah, this is not what I signed up for. Um, and and the, the story spirals into really neat uh, directions. But uh, I thought, yow, um, it, it's a it's a, a novel take on an old chestnut, right? I mean, how many new wrinkles did you ever think that you could? Uh, experience in the lantern mythology at this late in the game i didn't think there was very much hope in hell but i think hardman and becko it's a neat little story and it makes sense um the there's there's a little commentary in both books by by uh karina and um somewhat from gabriel but i i think it's just you can see where her um the direction from which she approached the story. It's it's more along the lines of, yeah, science is great, but without um the the chaos of, of art and, and music and and the the arts per se, um science is really not all that great. And 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 when when it's when you when you combine the two or the three that that things start to happen. And that's just the the, uh, the I guess it's the whole idea behind the two books. I just thought they were wonderful. And Gabriel, uh, I love him, but I freaking hate him <laughs> so much that he can just seemingly pull these beautiful alien vistas from his brain, um, what seems like effortlessly. And it's just the visuals are just—it goes without saying—the visuals are amazing. Like he didn't expect me to say that. Um, I, I think it—they're beautiful books. Design and 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 uh, illustration. There's they're just great looking books. That they are. Um, they. I don't. The art's been. I I enjoyed the art in the first volume. Second volume seems to have just. I don't know if it's the introduction of of. Um, Additional characters, some uh, seeing some different aliens. Um, the larger I, I scope of the story. I mean, not that the <coughs> the first volume was was so self contained. I mean, you know, he was the hell was captured, and there was the whole mining planet, and and it was it was a large. It was it was. It's a big story, but here they're just like you mentioned the the layers and and 
you you think because of the different characters and, and their setup and how they're introduced, um, it it there's a lot of cutscenes and and you know you turn the page and now you're at a different location and you're catching up with with the, and and the way it it's it reads there are moments where things are fast paced yes it's it's space and there are there might be some time between um, people getting captured and becoming hostages and and but the reaction that our heroes have to to the events um everything is <laughs> everything moves at a at, at at a really good clip um there were there was a moment where i read one thing and i was a little my initial thought um then and, and embarrassed maybe admitted but my initial thought was I really don't want this to be an out. I don't want there's an introduction of something where I'm like, "Fuck, we're not like." I just want this to be this thing. I want it. I, I want it to be just what it is in my hands while I'm reading it. I don't want. I don't want to tease. I don't want to 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 have a hint that this can lead to something else connected to something else i just i mean it's it's space and it's green lanterns and the whole idea when with um with the introduction of earth 2 and when alan scott was brought in front of 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 hal jordan and and he was made aware of the earlier green lantern and and how that's a whole other earth where there are heroes um you know the precedent's there it's not odd to, to to think that um there could be other universes other dimensions other worlds um but i just i i i was concerned that um that's just a way to grant morrison it up or just or 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 flashpoint it's like hey Here's you know this is how we're going to doomsday clock us and in, in, into the DC universe and I don't I don't want that and I don't I I I purely selfish reasons but I just I I'm appreciating Gabriel and and and, and approach to this to this property in this format and and um, I mean these are the only Earth One books I've read I, I haven't read the Wonder Woman stuff I haven't read Batman or Superman um, but I am absolutely in love with these two volumes and, and, and they look great. Boyd does phenomenal work on Hardman. He always has. Um, but this is this. I, I loved the first volume when it came out and I skimmed it before reading, before starting the second volume. Um, Cause there were some things that I had, not forgotten, but just needed a refresher on. And uh, together, they they read really well. I I I just I like the progression in in the characters and 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 this this world that they're building with um with the Green Lantern mythos. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend this without a doubt. I like the fact that the 
guard uh the guardian starts off as a prick because over the course of Green Lantern and the DC Universe proper, the Guardians flip-flop between benevolent overseers sure. and then, you know, then they, they turn heel uh, and then they turn back. It's a, that's annoying after a while. Uh, the, the Guardian starts off as a dick and just stays that way. Like he, there's a point in the, in the first volume when he tries to manipulate Hal and company into overloading the Green Lantern battery, thus killing all of the Green Lanterns present and the battery the oa and hal's just like he he thinks about it and he's like how's this this hal is not as impulsive as our hal he takes time he 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 thinks things out uh he's a quick thinker though so it doesn't go on for pages but hmm. uh, and hal's just like no i'm not doing it I'm, just, I'm not having it and then um when he's offered a yellow lantern ring in the second volume, he's, he, he's, this is ridiculous. Why should I take this ring? Um, this, this one works fine, but the guards say, Oh, no, no, no. This, you don't understand. This, this ring is more powerful. It could do more stuff. It di- slices, it dices, it julienne's fries and, and how's, I, I don't want it. But surprisingly, the, I won't spoil it, but there are characters that do take the lantern ring. Like, it's obvious. Sinestro starts off as a Green Lantern and eventually takes the Yellow Lantern ring. Wow, I'm not, you know, overturning any boats with that. There's revolution. some things that just work. I mean, you know, you might as well stay true to form. But there was a couple surprises. Yes. In, in yes, who yes, took, yes. took the Lantern ring. So I'm not going to, I don't want to reveal that. But, um, no, it's just, it, it's amazing. And the thing that kills me w- with Gabriel is meticulous in the level of detail that he adds to every panel. But, and it's really remarkable, right? Because he spends his his most of his life doing storyboarding, where you, where speed and 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 brevity of line to convey the idea is really the key. Well, that's where I'm going with that. Oh, he okay. he invests the 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 skeleton of the process, that original that that initial pencil drawing with voluminous detail, but he embellishes it like a man on fire, which is, I love that approach, that he's so confident. Like, there, there's a a, a a portion of the process where, say, somebody that's, that's meticulous in their delineation, like, I always use this guy as an example, so kill me, like P. Craig Russell, who is just, has this amazing sculpted line, but going into, right before the embell- embellishment process, I would bet, even though Hardman's pencils may be not as refined as P. Craig Russell's, they're going into the home stretch neck and neck, but it's in that embellishing that I think that differentiates the two, where Hardman just like, rah, he just goes in and attacks it. And I love how immediate and how spontaneous looking his 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 ink work is. It just, it speaks to me. But when you look at all the detail, <clears throat> it's like, holy shit, like, it's it's so intensely depicted like these alien worlds to me they they're they're real living breathing alien worlds when, when hardman's behind the pencil and the inks like my god it's just how is, does one human being a talented motherfucker as he is bring this from like give life to this from nothing from just nothing a blank page and yet here we go. We're in this alien world, and everything is completely believable. It, all the machinery looks like it could function. 
the 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 buildings and the 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 architecture and the 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 ramparts of the alien plant they look like they could actually exist but and it just boggles my mind that that he 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 puts that much into it and then goes in and just embellishes like crazy and it's just gorgeous but it's so immediate and of the moment and and expressive i love the way gabriel makes comics and i hope he's not listening to this because you know it's gabriel (laughs) he probably still hates me for that one episode yeah (laughs) as well he should because i wouldn't let it go that's on me but anyway um i thought these books were phenomenal and and like david i haven't read any of the earth one stuff just the 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 gabriel uh becco stuff that's it that's it well worth your time 100 percent. yeah all right that's it because this was a bonus and you get what you get and remember if you would like to get your comics fast get them cheap get them delivered right to your door where's do you go you go to discount comic book service dcb service Dot com has everything in that big old hunk and previous catalog for far less than what everybody else is paying. So pat yourself on the back for being smart and getting DC's Amazing World of Superman tabloid edition hardcover for nine ninety nine. Captain America by Jack Kirby Omnibus hardcover, of course it is, 568 pages for a lousy 50 bucks. And from Boom Origins, number one of six, $1.99 in your travels. What else is on my list? I don't know. Let's see. I'll check it real quick. <laughs> I, 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 actually for, I actually forgot what I read. Oh, so it seems like I've expired my load. Just blown it all. Um, in your travels, uh, I said Bill and Ted last time. Uh, ba 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 Read. What did I want to talk about that I read? Uh, read something old. I don't know. Go go back as you dive in and read something old for next time and and to and whatever, just go do it. <laughs> I have nothing. I literally have nothing. And don't forget what next week is. I mean, book, next episode rather. It's the book of the month episode, yes, right? Sir. Yes, yes, yes. So wait, book of the month episode is Thursday. Yes, because it's the last Thursday of the month. So we got to read seventeen issues for Thursday. I mean. I don't know about gotta. It's going to go quick. I mean, you don't have to read all 17 if you're a total slacker. Uh, read 17 then, I guess. Yikes. I, mean, what else I got to memorize. Yeah, well, like you, yeah. I don't have instant recall. No, I just, they're so good. I've read them already so many times. It's... I read them once as they were coming huh? out. Yeah. So, yeah, go read something old, read something new. Read some Superman, whatever. Some Barbie, some blue. Um, yeah, I, I I plan on reading Superman because I I did go back issue diving, um, and I, you know what I got yesterday, Vince? I did get the Man of Steel um, number thirty, the color forms issue. With the color forms in them? Yep, still poly. Nice, that's awesome. Uh, along with uh, Shaken's Shadow, the four issues. Oh, that's so good. You need the annual too, though. I the don't annual. have the annual. I got the four issues. Wow, well, you can read first, that. It's still good. I got I got the first few issues of the uh, Hellfirst and Cabbage stuff. Um, 
but yeah, I, I plan on um, reading a bunch of things over the next week or so of um, after I finish our book of the month of um, of goodies that I picked up. Um, but yeah, in your travels, read the book of the month. Um, just pull something out of your boxes that you haven't read in a while and um, and tell us what it is um head over to the facebook group or in the episode thread on the slack and um tell us what you found and 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 if it if it brought you if you feel if it made you feel just like it did when you first read it however long ago because that's what i care about respect vince this this in your travels is for you boo Dude, it's the big hoax. <laughs> what? What do you mean what? You you actually read the really? The, Are the, you surprised? The image single issue, the big hoax. No, no, no. He's not talking about the beach thing. Oh, the Carlos Trio, Roberto Mandrafina, oh, big hoax. Oh, yes, nice. That's so. That has the two volumes in one, right? Or is it just the? Mm-hmm. Big hoax. No, it's just the big hoax. It, oh, okay. It's 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 the new it's the new as you were talking about it a few months ago, the the big hoax was being solicited that month yeah. through Titan and your wonderful synopses of it made me order it and I'm so glad that I did and everything you said uh, was spot on. It's an amazing book and in fact, it's so good that I'm absolutely staring at this list in the front cover page of uh, other hard case crime graphic novels by Titan because I'm thinking if this is indicative of their um, you know h- how picky they are then I need to check out all of these other books because this is ridiculous I have a lot of them the venture imprint mm-hmm. uh, I, again the the imprint didn't last long but what they did produce was amazing I mean, you were right about the iguana being absolutely disgusting. Yeah, he's repulsive. Yeah. I mean, that little tail thing he's got. I mean, what's, <laughs> what's what's up with that? Yeah, it's and that's repulsive, but it's it's more of his treatment of people. That's, that's oh yeah, that's really despicable. and 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 the uh, the femme fatale of the story is an absolute. Oh. Uh, <laughs> she's a knockout, but yeah. she's also absolutely. Uh, Let's just say uh, it's 2020. I got to be careful with my words, but she is. Um... She's lascivious. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Yes. Correct. But the uh, the 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 storyteller um, who who's both the character and the narrator. Yes. The flamboyant author. He's great. Like I, I, just the whole thing. I mean, I, the, um, Mandrafina is 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 a god among men in terms of 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 drawing people. Uh, it's it's amazing. I. I He's uh, he's Argentinian. I need I need to get with more of his work with the quickness. I mean, I, I have a lot of Carlos Trio stuff, um, already because he's uh, you know, he's worked with uh, um, other artists that that I'm a fan of. But but this I got to add this to to the rotation because uh, this book is beautiful. It's naughty. It's 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 violent. It's well paced. So yeah, you were. Good on you. If if people don't remember Vince going deep on this, 
shame on you. And if you had listened to Vince go deep but forgot then to follow up and order it, now's your chance because uh, you were reading an older version that probably is out of print. You'd have to do some bin diving to find, but this is fresh, fresh and clean and readily available through in-stock trades um, by Titan. And it's called The Big Hoax, and it is $24.99 cover price, so I think it's what forty percent off? I think and in stock for these kind of books. Thirty seven Thank you very much. Seventeen forty nine. So highly, highly recommend it. Nice. Delicious. Now, did you ever get the iguana? No, because that's not that um, that's not readily available. Baffling. Yeah. You but you I'm would think they that put this out. I'm hoping they they put that out too. Well, yeah. I mean, if they did this, then they'll probably put out. I mean, it, the the iguana and the big hoax go hand in hand. Right. I'm, I'm assu- I mean, I, I assume with all things, it comes down to did this big hoax volume sell well enough that they want to continue to put yeah, out more of this? Stuff? Let's hope so. Yeah. Let's hope. Cool. Yeah. Good recommendation. It's a great damn book. It is. Woohoo. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us one more time. Uh, if you would be so kind, check out our presence on Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't re, don't forget. Um, we have a Patreon page, and that is one of the reasons why this episode is filling your ears right now, because it's sponsored by our patrons, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. Check it out. In the meantime, go buy some comics, hug your loved ones, and say goodnight, wear a mask, and say goodnight. Mm-hmm. What's up, Jason? What's up? How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. He's writing it down right now. He's he, is. he is. He is. David. <sighs> it's true. You're doing it. You don't. Right. You, you don't have to. Right. You're doing it well. Right. What silence? I can't have it. You did silence. I cannot have okay. silence. Mm-hmm. No. I think he went way too long. No, he's no, over the line. We're all just talking or what? No, but yeah, you know what? That was it. He's going to sneak it in, and then we're going to be no, talking over. Did. That was see, it. see, and then he'll say, "Well, I said that like twenty seconds ago." Bro, I did. It was. It was. Mm. It's, it's easy. Done. It's easy when you time it. That's it for that one. <laughs>